told to us through a dream or a vision of another or even sometimes through the word of knowledge, someone can come and speak and say that this thing that you, you know, that needs to be done, that didn't need to be done, it shouldn't be in that way, that way or the other. And as we respond, and it will always synchronize with our spirit. God is not a God of confusion. When, you see, begin, realize, I want you to understand this. I think I'm stepping ahead of the discernment, but I'll come to that. But let me say it before I forget. You know, when you should know when something it is not of God. When someone says, God said, you should leave the guitar like this. And maybe you left it. And then God, then you get angry. God says, God says, God says. If God said it, say, just leave it. Why are you, it, it is your pattern. I don't know how, I don't know what I'm communicating. You, you, you are forcing it. If God has spoken, speak, leave it. God himself will enforce what he wants to do. But if you are no matter what, by force, I want to do it, I want to do it, then it means this, you have become God yourself. A key point is this young lady who was following Apostle Paul. In the first time, you would not be able to know that it was God speaking. Uh, so it, it was the enemy who was speaking. Because he spoke the word, she spoke the word that was clearly godly. These are the men that are presenting the way of salvation to us. But the constant, 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 Apostle Paul knew that the atmosphere, the spirit, as he, he descend that this is not of God, straight away he had to cut that spirit of the girl. Amen? <laughs> God is not a God of confusion. God does not bring disharmony. God does not cause, you know, havoc. You see, as I'm saying, our immaturity and some things causes all this. Is God, you see, brethren, God may be leading you, but the way and manner you can carry something out will destroy what God is doing. Amen? For instance, in the fourth bit that I was sharing with you about the sin of Achan, you know, Israel was in a situation, in a condition, in Joshua chapter 7, and what happened? We all know what happened. Time will not permit us. But you know what the story of Achan is in it. They were in a situation. And Joshua was crying before God. And the Lord, the Lord gave him a word. He said, there is somebody. Because of X, Y, Z. And that is why this and that has, uh, has happened. Amen. So God brought a revelation. And uncovered. And revealed. Brethren, there are things that God... Me, as I'm saying, out of maturity, there are things that God speaks to me. There are things the Lord shows me. But it's not everything that I talk about it. Most of it are done here. Amen? There are things that God will uncover and show clearly in a dream, in a vision, or sometimes speaking, or open your eyes to see what is happening. And you say to people, how did you get to know? Let me, let me tell you something. If you believed in the anointing of God over my life as, 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 as your pastor, then you've got to believe that there is an anointing that I carry. Amen. And it can be any one of us. There are things that God will uncover. There are things that God will reveal. It happened to Joshua. When they were in the situation, God showed him. Joshua was crying. Joshua was on, you know, God, why isn't God? Says, why are you crying? This is the situation. And the man of God found out exactly why they were in defeat. And God is still doing that today. 
Amen. In First Samuel chapter nine, verse twenty, I'm sure the same thing happened. Saul and the donkey, isn't it? Same thing. When Saul thought that, you know, he was looking for a donkey, God, you know, he said what? But as for your donkey, uh, your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. Amen. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and all your father's house? Basically, the Lord was trying to say that whatever you are looking for, there has been a solution to it already. It's been found. To be honest with you, it was a setup. Amen. And in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 12, let's, let's quickly, because I really want us to look at this. 2 Kings chapter 6, chapter 6, verse 8 to 12. It's very important for us to read this bit. Amen. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servant, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Because everything that was happening, all right, everything they thought, that says, this is only us. This is a secret. No, don't tell anybody. Don't, we shouldn't, this thing shouldn't get out of our midst. It is just us. All right? Nobody should know this. This is just, it should stay here. Don't tell anybody. What it was going on. So when this is was going on, he was, who is revealing these secrets? Who is saying this? And, then, and one of his servants said, none, my Lord, not any of us. Oh, king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even in your bedroom. Well, even there is no even there. The words that you speak in your bedroom. That is to say that whatever that you think is hidden, whatever thing is no one knows, even in the bedroom, I'm trying to let you know that the prophet speaks to the king. You see, brethren, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 there is an anointing, you know, uh, if you set off from your home or at wherever you are home and you still see me or, or any of the giftings that is in this house, and especially as, my, as your pastor, if you think God cannot show and reveal, brethren, God is still in the business. And me, for one, it's not everything that I open my mouth and talk about. Because most of it should be dealt with in prayer. Because when I share with you, you may not even do anything about it. You become a talking point. Amen? And some of the things when you share with people, what happens is that it destroys them because not everyone who is prepared and ready to receive that word. There are some things after church sometimes, a word of knowledge I may receive for an individual. I don't call anybody. You know why? At that time, if I've not been have a leading to pray for the person, it's not everything that you lay hands on people just because you think you've got the word. There are those that you need to be able to pray about. So many years ago, there were some brethren who received a word. About ten of them or so. I think five or six of them passed away because the word that was shared with them, it was in a meeting. They were in a group. It was so heavy. You know, sometimes it's not everybody has that heart to be able to receive that word. And the way a man it was carried out, they just passed away. And because they didn't have the heart and the tenacity to be able to withhold that. And the fear that gripped them, it was about something. No, we are going to travel. You're going to die. Even with nothing is going to happen, you even something will happen because of fear. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? 
But, and again, that man, that brother didn't share that word exactly how. And it happens, about, I'm talking about 35 to 40 years ago. So you've got to be very careful and be sensitive to the spirit. You don't just say things because you think I'm anointed. Because I, I feel this, I feel that. No, no, brethren. Be that is why it is the gift of the spirit and not yourself. Amen? Oh, are you, are you here with me? Ananias and Sapphira, they've sat at home, talked and discussed. Nobody heard us. Just you and me, all right? Let's go and see Apostle, Apostle uh, uh, and Peter. Nobody was there. And then we went, and then they tried to just con him, tried to be smart. And so they just as an apostle, but you're not speaking to man, but the Holy Ghost. And there are those who are standing by the door who carry your body. The wife also came. You know how sometimes you connive in, 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 in an evil way, trying to just pursue a particular thing? You see, they didn't know that they were not dealing with man. But God, brethren, we don't, you see, I think in church till today, we don't, we think that, that's why at last, I keep saying that this church is not about friends, family, uh, and workmates, classmates, or anything. This is about the doing of God. Did you hear what I just said? It's about the doing of God. It's not what you want and what I want. What does God want? And I think we don't fear God. We don't know this God that we are serving. We don't know this God we say we leave our homes to come or in our homes wherever we are to serve because it is not friends and families yes they are needed families friends workmates work uh, you know classmates whatever they are needed as the work we have we need people you know words and encouragement and all that but brethren when it comes to the things of the decision and the things of god and the things that pertain to the kingdom be very mindful be very mindful because that is where a lot of people have erred and damnation has come upon them. At a time when Jesus was speaking with the people, and the mother and the brothers and sisters stood at the door, trying to interrupt the kingdom affairs, the Lord said, who is my father? Who is my mother? Can someone who said that he's being disrespectful? No. Because at the time, kingdom affairs, they were using family to try and come and, you know, disrupt what God was doing. Firstly, they didn't even believe him in the first place. Let me stay on, because I need to stay on what we need to talk about today. Amen? So the gift of the word of knowledge gives us the facts that are now or that have been. The facts that are now and the facts that have been. The gift of the word of knowledge and wisdom applies to people, places, and things. Not all words of knowledge must be spoken. Did you hear that? Not all words the gift of uh, 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 the words of knowledge must be spoken. Not all. Should you speak it out? For most, you need to pray about it and occasionally call out and speak to the person. Amen. Are you following what I'm sharing with you? It's very, very, very important. Because it's not everything that should be at a particular setting, a particular place. That is why sometimes, there are numer numerous times, all of you, uh, or some of you, I don't say all of you, most of you have called after church as they see me in the office. Haven't I? See me in the office. Because this word is not for everybody's hearing. It is for your hearing. And sometimes it's not about prayer. It is just a word of advice. Amen. Because it's not everything that I feel I need to lay hands and call somebody. 
Amen. It's not everything that I need to speak it out so that it will be recorded. No. Yes, there are some, by the, by, by the, the fact that the Spirit of the Lord wants, is sometimes as well God will like the people that are there to know that there is the presence of, there are certain things that has happened and sometimes, you know, God is here. I don't know how to describe, you know. You know that God is here. And so God will, of course, go that, through that route. But in most cases, please be very, be, be, it's all about maturity. And if you don't do sometimes those things, they think they are not, you are not matured. Amen. And people's lives are being crushed. Hallelujah. Let's move on to the word of wisdom. Did, did you get the word of knowledge? Are you sure? All right, let's move on to the word of, uh, the word of wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. We read that earlier. For one is giving the word of wisdom through the Spirit. It is through, again, what? The Spirit. And not through your own uh, 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 mind or what you have learned. It is through the Spirit. So, the word of wisdom is the Holy Spirit's supernatural revelation of the mind of Christ concerning... Now, watch that. The word of knowledge, I said it was concerning facts. Didn't I? Did you write it down? Now, the word of wisdom is concerning the plans, purposes for a person, a church, or a nation. So, the word of knowledge is the facts. So, you know that this thing that is being spoken, the facts of the past, the facts of the present, you can't run away. It's true. They are facts. All right? But then, the gift of the word of wisdom reveals a supernatural mindset of Christ about the plans. There may be the facts. But what do you do with the facts? So it's about the plans, the purposes. Amen? Of God for the future. Now, it is not the past. Because the word, the gift of the word of knowledge was about the past and also the present. But the gift of the word of wisdom is a revelation, a supernatural revelation of the mind of Christ concerning the future plans. Now watch that. It is the future plans, not the past. The future plans, purposes for a person, a church, or a nation. Because you may be in a situation, the church may be in a situation, the nation may come to a place and sometimes... You know, we see um, the, the prophets and, the, and, and leaders or those who operate in that gift or uh, some of us, you know, going to, you know, specific places and you are speaking about, the, you know, you, the, there is a fact that the, the person knows, but what do I do about it? I'm praying about it. This is my, what, this is my condition, whatever. But then the word of wisdom comes to bring the future plans of the Lord. Now, have you... <laughs> Scripture says that I know the plans that I have for you, isn't it? Oh, uh, is that not what the Bible says? The Word of God says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of, oh, come on. Plans of what? <laughs> Amen. Plans that are not evil, but they are good. To give us a future and, a, uh, and to give us a hope. Amen. So God thinks about you. Oh, come on. Is that church here with me? God knows you. And so the thing is that the gift of the word of wisdom brings you into a place of the future plans 
the hope, all right, of God for you. As what to do so that you, you, you being assured about your future, the plans and purposes of God for your life is revealed so that you know exactly what to do. Amen. So, are you catching that? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Yes. So, God, so this is where the word of wisdom, you need to be very careful of. He says, thoughts of, uh, uh, thoughts of peace and not of evil. So, when people speak into our lives, that is evil, evil, evil. Oh, I saw you being carried here. I knew you, you were tossed that way. Your leg was hanging that way. And every day, you are walking about in fear, in fear, in fear. Begin to know that you are not in the right place. Are you here with me? You are not, you know, the plans that brings a peace in the, because you may be, sometimes your mind may be boggled up. And, but the peace of God that comes in the situation about what needs to be carried on is very, very important. Oh, are you here with me? Naturally, a person may be learned with a lot of knowledge, but it takes wisdom to use the knowledge. Amen? Wisdom is a function by which we can effectively use knowledge to solve problems and yield results or blessings. And that is why the gift of the word of wisdom is very important. No matter what the knowledge you have, the gift of the word of wisdom comes to be able to break it piece by piece, piece by piece, piece by piece, so that you know that the plan, the purpose for my life, where I'm heading is right. It's not I think, I, I'm hoping, no. You know that this is God. Hallelujah. The gift of the word of wisdom, however, does not refer to human wisdom. Did you see that? It does not refer to your human wisdom. Oh, this person is wise. There are wise people around. In this church, all of you are wise people. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we are, we are all operating in the gift of the word of wisdom. Because what you think may be wise may not be the wise situation in my affairs. Come on. Amen? That's why you got to be very careful. You may be, it may be your business, maybe your, your finances, your health, your marriage. I can go on and on and on and on. Your gift, your calling. And then someone comes and says, oh, I don't do this. I won't do that and all that kind of stuff. Because this, I read about this. Brethren, you've got to be very, very careful. Because what they may be saying may mean or make sense to you. Or may, may look wise. But that is, may not be of God for his purposes and thoughts concerning you. Oh, come on. Are you, are you here with me? You, we, we see, we, 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 we let go of ourselves because anybody can speak into our life. Anybody can say whatever because the person is good. The person is this, the person. And we always imbibe those sort of things, you know, and we titrate it. You know, we begin to titrate all these sort of things. And you see, and we think that, oh, this is of God. That is not of God. <laughs> Let me praise God. The gift of the word of wisdom it's a supernatural gift which enables, you know, you to be able to solve problems in difficult situations and circumstances. It is given when the need arises. I don't go about, I come to the, to, I have the word of, gift of the word of wisdom. And then, and then God said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you don't have any need for it. Then I move on to Antizodi and do the same thing. I move on and I come to Pasan. And then, I think I'm operating in the gift of, no, no, no. It comes when the need arises. Amen. Praise God. This gift gives us the revelation of the plans and purposes of God in the mind of God. 
It is not, now watch this, it is not a sanctified common sense. Amen? Did you hear that? It is not administrative wisdom because I can go up and tomorrow may be doing this, that, that, and the other, which is very good in some of the Romans chapter 12, but that's not necessarily mean that that is a word of wisdom. Amen? Because sometimes one will have the ability to organize or pool resources to fulfill a task. But that's not necessarily mean that it is the gift of the word of wisdom. It is not a code of ethics on wise behavior as well. Oh, that person, he thinks wise. He thinks uh, very sensibly, this and that. No, that is not the code of ethics. Amen? And it's not a degree of intellectualism. Or even sometimes, let me put it this way, it's not your insight to the word of God. Amen? Did you hear what I'm sharing with you? I've read the word. I know the word. I've been to Bible school. I've read that book. I've read that book. I've listened to that minister. I've heard, so I think where you are, it is that. Because, ah, it's the word. No, 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 no. It is not the gift of the word. You may be giving someone an advice, your own personal advice, or your own word, but it is not necessarily the gift of the word of what? Of wisdom. So what it is? What is it? Sorry. What it is, is this. Is receiving a revelation of facts through the Holy Spirit concerning the future plans and purposes. Remember, I said facts for the word of knowledge, isn't it? But and the word of wisdom is also about the plans and purposes of God for the future. So you have received, you have got the facts, all right, already. But you are giving, as you speak to the individual concerned, and you begin to speak the mind and the heart of God. For the future plans and purposes. Because you've already got the facts. You are speaking the plans and purposes of God for that individual in the facts that God has already revealed to you. I don't, am, I, am I communicating well to you? Amen? So you've got to really catch that. These facts, that all revelation, I think I'll put it that way, yeah, are always destiny related. What did I say? It is destiny related. That is why I talked about the fact that it is for nations, places, and people. But it's all about destiny related. There is a reason why God is speaking that thing so that his plans and purposes for you will come to pass. It is not just anything. We took time for about three months or two months, I've forgotten how long, to study about purpose. Amen? So it's all, and I said even you may have a purpose in life, but the thing is that your destiny, even that is linked with the purpose, you, it does not necessarily guarantee that because if you have a purpose, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. You know why? Because you can easily just be derailed. You can have a purpose. God can have a purpose for your life. But you, if you don't play the ball with God and you begin to do what you want to do and act the way and manner you want to act, what is going to, going to happen is that you either delay, derail, or be moved by demons. And not, or, well, if not even the issue of demons, your own self, and come to a place that you will never be able to fulfill destiny. Amen. Did you hear what I just shared with you? Amen. So, these Facts that are destiny-related, or this information or revelation that is destiny-related, they revolve around the plans and purposes of God in people's lives. 
It is concerning the future destiny, the future accomplishments or involvement of the people in the things that they need to, to do. Hallelujah. It, it, I, I know it's like uh, someone says a lecture hall. It's not a lecture hall. Amen. I'm trying to let us understand so that we don't carry on making mistakes. And also we don't allow people to input anything in our lives that will not help us. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? These are very, very important. We need to receive a work of confirmation within our hearts. If you are ministering in the, in the gift of the word of wisdom, there should be the work of confirmation within our hearts to ascertain if these first received out of the law. Because you can just take in anything into the, because, oh, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing, I think, uh, because I'm seeing an, an spreadsheet, uh, and tomorrow you are going to be an accountant. <laughs> are you catching what I'm sharing with you? That may not be the, 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 the case at all. Amen. We need a renewed, healthy mind to help clarify and receive understanding concerning the future plans and purposes of God to overcome fear, doubt, unbelief to the revealed word. Amen? Are you, are you catching that? If your mind is not renewed, because brethren, people have been messed up in life. People have had bad experiences. And all of us have gone through one thing or the other in life. Are you here with me? And so sometimes when you receive a word like that, if you are not very careful, you are going to pass it through your own renewed mind to communicate it to the person. Amen? You are going to work through your own renewed mind and your mind that is set on, on, on a totally different thing to go and communicate that word because something may be X, Y, Z, and you say that, I don't think someone because oh, my, uh, this is what is happening between um, uh, my husband and I. Um, because of your experiences, oh, this, that, by the time you realize, that will be the end of your marriage. Are you catching what I'm sharing? Because you are operating from that end of a system whereby your own renewed mind, own regenerated mind, based on the systems of the world. You'll be surprised how many times people cancel out of what we have read from the DBC News or something else, or somebody who, who is, uh, what do you call it, a Hindu or what have you, and it got, got nothing to do with the Word of God, some demonic stuff, and that is what we use because we think everybody, that is what is popular now. And so you are counseling or speaking to people, and the experiences are said that you don't have a knowledge of what is going on, but you think that is what it is. You see, Elihu, I think it's Elihu, when these three men were, were bombarding Job with all sorts, they were, you know, it can be like a modern day church. Oh, because you have sinned. Oh, because you have done that. They were bombarding Job from every left, right, center, everything that they could. But Elihu came to a place where he said, there is a spirit in man. And I feel like venting. Amen. Why? Because there is something that God has placed in my heart. And when he spoke, there was silence. Hallelujah. Because if your mind is not renewed, you are going to begin to speak to people concerning your experiences. You see, brethren, it is not about your experiences. What is God saying? A man of God, I read so many years ago, he said he went to church and he was ministering. And as he was ministering, God was healing people, restoring marriages, breaking many people's um, uh, 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 businesses, were getting... You know, God was giving him word and things were happening in church. Meanwhile, he was having his own issues in life. You know, his home and his finances were bad. And he said, God, don't these guys are getting blessed. Now, me, what about me? Amen. But the thing is that 
he was careful, I'm sure, at the time that somebody like that, if he was to minister to people based on his experiences, you can imagine the hurt and the pain that will be coming through from his heart and the mind, uh, the words that will be releasing to people because it will be based on what he's going through. Amen. Oh, is the church here with me? Are you sure you're with me? Very quiet, very quiet. We need to have understanding of God's word. That is what I'm saying, that if we don't have an understanding of the word of God, people speak into our lives, but they don't know the word. We have people coming around and they're speaking all sorts of things. The spirit of God, number one, is not really, they've not allowed the spirit of God to lead them. And number two, there is no word in them. Everything that is just sensual and, and, and human, uh, what do you call it, thoughts that are, and experiences that they are saying. And that is why our situations and our conditions are where we are today. Because the people and places that are speaking to us are speaking words that are from the pit of hell. Are you here with me? Are you sure? And if you don't know God's word, when God gives you a word, you don't know how to carry it out to people. So we need to understand the difference between faith. Now, now, watch this bit is also very important. If you want to operate or receive the gift of the word of wisdom, please listen to this because it may come to you, others may come to you, people may come to you, wherever meeting and network or places you go to, you've got to be very, very... You see, these are some of the reasons so many years ago, someone like Pastor Kinsley PJ was just telling the church members not to be going to certain places or going to... Because they go and they dump all sorts of things in them, and then they come back, and then he has to undo all these things. Are, are you catching what I'm sharing with you? Because it, it is very, 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 very important for us to understand that, you know, we receive the right word. Amen? Church, there is a big difference between faith statements or projections and actual clear directive predictions or word of the Lord into our lives. <laughs> oh, I don't know whether the English is. There is a big difference. I think, let me put it in, sim in simple terms. There is a big difference between faith statements and a clear, concise word of the Lord. <laughs> Someone can give you a faith, speak a, speak a faith statement over your life, but that's not necessarily mean that it is the word of God. Oh, I don't Amen? Antisodi, things are going to be okay. Things are right. Things are going to be, it's a faith statement. Because I speak faith over her life. But I'm not saying that that is the word of the Lord at this time for her life. Are you, are you catching what I'm sharing with you, church? So people have been to places and we have given all sort of faith statements into their lives and projections. But it is it's most of the time not a clear directive projection or word or revelation or God's word for them. But faith statements are of the speaker. Amen? Why am I saying that? Number one. Faith statements are of the speaker. The receiver may not be in that spiritual state even to believe it. Amen? Did you hear that? Faith statements are of the speaker. What Israel thought or knew was faith, the Egyptians, it was presumption. Oh, come on. Are you here with me? In Israel, when God spoke to them to move from where they were 
to go to the place that they were supposed to go to, walking in the Red Sea, uh, uh, through the Red Sea, right? And all that. Well, that was a faith act that Moses performed, and they walked in the Red Sea or through the Red Sea. That was God at work. God guarding them, God protecting them and all that. But the Israelites also trying to do the same thing. That was a presumption because when they stepped into it, the waters did what? Because they thought if these slaves could do that, ah, we are on better horses or chariots. We can do better. But they were all swamped into what they call it. Um, the, uh, amen? And sometimes we give faith statements. When people are speaking faith statements, the receiver receives it, but that's not necessarily mean that you are at that point to receive it as well. So we've got to be very, very clear. Faith statements, you know, often addresses the potential of the person. Amen? I know, Auntie Zodi, um, you are sitting today, don't worry. I'm just mentioning your name because you are closer to me. And this is more of a person, a place, and things. So that's why I'm mentioning your name constantly. So I come and I make a, state, a faith statement over you. All right? You know, the issue is that at that point, it is the potential. Address, I may be addressing the potential. Amen? In you. But, you know, it, is, it may not be your present capabilities or even involvement. Because I see you as a model. All right? I begin to say that, ah, you should be a pastor. Oh, come on. Oh. Uh, are you understanding what I'm saying? I have a faith statement, Auntie Zodi, I believe you should be a pastor. And then straight away, Auntie Zodi moves around from now onwards. I'm a pastor in the church, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm also one of the pastors. He said, she is moving in that dimension because she has received a faith statement. But the thing is that I've only addressed her by a potential that she has because of how she's conducted herself over the years in the house. But it does not necessarily mean that she has the present, I'm not saying she can never be, but I'm not saying that she has the, the present capability or involvement within that gift. Oh. oh, come on, church. Are you following what I'm sharing with you? That is why we have so much error. Error. There's a whole lot of things happening in the body of Christ. Amen. Faith statements operate on a lower level of prophetic anointing. Amen. You know, sometimes when someone is not really into a particular level, when they are believing, you know, speaking, like, I believe this can happen if you do this and that and that. I believe, I believe if you, if you do that, you see, they are only releasing a word, you know, um, and the statement is more of, I believe, you know, from that lower level of anointing, they speak to you and there's no clear, there's no concise, what do you call it, way of whatever you need to go. But you see, when there's a clear direction, a word, of wisdom, the, the, the word of wisdom is a clear directive, you know, a, 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 a prediction that operates on a higher level of anointing that will come and say that that saith the Lord, Antizode, if you do this, if you do that and you don't do this, that and the other, God says, I will do this. Come on. Amen. He said like, that saith the Lord. This, that, that, that and the other, Antizode, from now onwards, that saith the Lord. You are going to be able to exhibit this, that, that, and the other. And this will happen if you choose his will. That is to say that if you choose not his will, that is not going to happen. Amen? But the moment I come to a place whereby I think, so if you do this, I believe, then it's like a try and error, some lotto. Are you catching? So if you don't do it, 
this happens. If you do it, then that will happen. If it happens, yeah, that was, a, no, 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 amen. Because it takes obedience. Amen. Remember that one addresses potential and the other addresses destiny that God wants. Do you understand that? The word of caution here is this. We need to exercise caution. Anytime you're operating in the word of wisdom as well. Why? Because lives can be destroyed by a careless spoken word. Did you hear that? I said what? Lives can be destroyed because of what? A careless spoken word. That is why you need to surround yourself with the scripture. Sometimes, like what you have, to, as you minister, you say that even as the Lord raised Queen Esther, you know, in this and that and that and that and the other, you know, God is going to move you into this life and that life and that life as you surround yourself with the word of God and the right, you know, God gives you a clear thing that the scripture is scripture based, not just, and of course, there are some, that one or two things based again as the Holy Spirit leads you, you have to release the word in, 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 in a more natural way, but you know, what I'm trying to say is that there is a higher level of anointing in operating that, and there is a lower level of anointing in operating in that gift as well. Do you catch that? Are you, are you here with me? Okay, lastly, um, because I can see, you know, sometimes when you're ministering and people are not, you know, getting it and they, you know, then they're telling you, just close and let us go. Just close and let us go. Amen. But I should preach on, praise God. I wanted to finish with the last one, the gift of discernment of spirit, because it's very, very important. Did you hear that? What did I say? The gift of what? Discernment of spirit. What have we treated so far today? No, 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 no. It's not wisdom. I want us to be, uh, um, the, the, the gift of the word of wisdom, I want us to stress that, and the gift of the word of knowledge, because wisdom can be your wisdom. It can be anybody's wisdom, your intellectual wisdom and all that. Because your intellectual wisdom may not necessarily be the gift of the... So someone can come and say that, oh, if you lift this here, if you turn this here, it's based on what you have studied, which is good. All right? But at that time, listen, the Spirit of the Lord will also be telling us that we should... Your knowledge says that the, in, uh, the, in, uh, uh, the interference between this, that, and the other, we should not do this. And then the Lord also may be saying that at this point, I need it to be that way. Why? No, pastor, you can't, yeah, 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 yeah. But I say, see, God, what God is saying, what you have studied is the wisdom. But what God may be saying at that time is not what, what you studied in the class. Are you, are you catching that? John, how many of you have heard of John Bevere? John Bevere, yeah. There was a time, I think I've shared that with you several times in this house, when they were organizing a youth conference. And I tell you what, they had advertised, they had planned, they had purpose, and they have trained, and they've done all sorts about this particular program. And at the time, he was with um, 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 uh, 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 Pastor Benny Heen. And um, he had, was serving there as a youth um, minister, you know, and they had planned and purpose and done everything. And almost about a week or so for the program to happen. He said, he, he, he was sharing this based on where he is now. He said, I am where I am now because of the lesson I learned. I am where and my ministry has brought me this far because of what I learned in that lesson. And so I was very keen to listen to what he was talking about. He said they had planned. They have done all sorts. Look at the meetings for about however, however many months to a year. 
constant meeting weekly, this, that, and the other. And then one week for the program to take off, whilst he was in the church premises, Pastor Benny, uh, Benny Hinn came from his office and told um, 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 uh, 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 Pastor uh, John Bivier, he said, you know what? This youth program that we've been advertising, working and planning and working, or, um, I want us to cancel it. Um, I want us just... I want us to stop. It's not going to happen. We just we need. And he said he went mad. He, not in front of Pastor Benihin. All right? But he didn't understand. He wasn't happy. But when he went home, he was mad. He said the moment he opened the door, he was so mad talking about well, who does he think he is? I can also hear from God. Plenty. And as he was going on and on and on and on and on, he said the wife turned around and said, if Pastor Benihin says we shouldn't do it, we shouldn't do it. Stop it. Whose side are you on? Are you, are you my wife? Or if we are looking at me all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, that shows your pride. This meeting, you were aiming it for yourself and not God. If God is saying no, leave it. He said, the moment the wife spoke, he stood. Sat down quiet and realized that, hang on here. And that was the turn around of his ministry and life. Because that sense of pride was shattered. But look at how God had to bring that to being. After so many months of training and everything, God had to use a simple word. If next week's meeting is not going to come on, just break it. And he could not take it. Because who does he think he is? But that stopped and cut off and he received the deliverance. He says that pride was broken. And today, anywhere he, in most of his books, he, most sometimes he, he, he talks about it. How God broke and delivered him from, from the spirit of pride. Sorry. From the spirit of pride that really, ro- you, know, you know, characterized his life and brought him to a place where it took just a word of ministry, of a word of, of what do you call it, uh, of, um, of being spoken to for it to be broken. Hallelujah. And so sometimes we need to be very, very careful. Just give me, um, by 12.30, hopefully, I'll finish. I've got about a few minutes. By 12.30, I'll finish and I'll sit down. Amen. Uh, um, um, this, this, this is important. That is why, because if I finish with the revelatory gifts, you know, we can be able to look at the power gifts and we can be able to look at the, um, the vocal gifts as well. But these are key because day in and day out you see it all around you. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. Now let's all read it so that we are involved. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. I want every one of us to read it. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discernment, discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. So we are going to deal with to another the descend, descending of spirits. And these are the revelatory gifts that I was talking about. Plus the word of knowledge and then the word of wisdom that we've looked at already. The, these three complete the grouping of the, revel, of the revelatory gifts. Note here. Note, note this. Everything within the realm of knowing whether it be of the past present or future, facts, events, purposes, motives, even destiny or spirit origin. That is, if I say spirit origin, whether 
it be human, divine, demonic, natural, or supernatural. All these come under within the range of the three revelatory gifts that I've talked about. Right? Or the two plus this third one. Amen. The gift of the discernment of spirits is a supernatural enablement to identify. Please, what did I say about the gift of the word of knowledge? What about facts? And what about the gift of the word of wisdom? The, it deals about the, uh, the plans and purposes. Amen. So the facts are there, but then the plans and purposes for the future. And the gift of the word of knowledge is about the past and the present facts. The past and the present facts. But then the gift of the word of wisdom brings those facts that were past and present. God gives you a dimension of his plans and purposes for you in these facts for the future. Oh, come on, church. Are you catching that? But what you need to understand is that in the midst of all these things, you've got to be mindful of the spirits behind it. That's why sometimes there may be a spiritual connotation or whatever that you have gone through where the enemy has infiltrated into your camp, your, your mind, your life, your ministry, your hope, your being, however that it is, the, if it's for, for, as a church or a place or what have you. I told you um, a while back, you know, about the fact that I was, it was during the time of, a, I think it was a prayer meeting, and I was coming to church um, about three years, or I think I shared that three or four years ago, and I got to the junction where um, uh, Central Medicine Hospital, that junction, right? I remember sharing that with you, and I heard this loud voice speaking to me, and I thought, who was hiding in the car, who was in the car? I shared that with you. About, I, I've given you the authority and the, and, and the mandate to control um, um, what do you call it, um, this, this territory. You are in control of this territory and you need to make sure that you take hold. Didn't I share that with you? And I thought someone is in the car. I looked and, was, and it was so clear. So clear. You know, so God can speak to us for us to know the dimensions. Likewise, as God speaks to us, there is always a word also that can come from the devil. The devil, a word that can be very our own senses. You know, a word that can come you know, no, that's nice. Don't worry. Don't feel any way bad. It's all part of the, your, your giftings. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So, it is the supernatural enablement to identify the nature and character of spirits seen and unseen. Amen. So, here we are able to identify. Have you realized what I'm sharing with you now? You're going to, why am I going through this? Why am I in this situation? Why are these facts then? Well, you know, why am I in this? Then you begin to identify the spirits at work. Amen? You begin to understand what is in operation here. What is behind it? Praise God. And it is the nature and character of spirits seen and unseen. There are some that the Lord will open your eyes to see what is happening, and there are others you may never also see. That's why on Friday we're praying about atmosphere. 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 Did you, did you hear what I just said? What did I say? Atmosphere. That is what, yes, praise God. That is what we're praying about on Friday. And I said, it's not everyone that comes near you that carries a good atmosphere. 
There are some people that come into your business and that will be the end. It collapses. Some people come your gift. They covet your gift. They come near your ministry, your gift, and there, there are some people you minister to. And if you are not very careful, by the time you realize there are places you go to, that is why sometimes the Lord will restrain a man or woman of God from going to a particular place. Listen, so many years ago, and this is a fact, this, like everything I'm sharing with you, is the truth anyway. I, I had a, 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 an invitation to go to, um, to preach um, at, at a man of God's um, place. You know, I'm talking of this man of God. I won't mention his name. He was not a local, you know, man. Not a, 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 a regional. He was an international man. On television and everywhere, you name it, very popular. And when the man of God called me, to, go, to come and preach there, to be honest with you. You know, sometimes, please listen to this. I made that mistake and I don't got to do that. Is the church here with me? Listen to this. It's an advice that will help you. If you look at how the man is an international, have you seen how I'm saying this? An international, internationals. Amen? When he called me, at first I had this, Oh, why is this man of God calling me to come? Right. Then I had, I had a restless, even when I was preparing the message, I had a restless, restlessness within me. But I just felt like, okay, it's the word of God. Let me go and preach. And I've never made that mistake again. I was having that red, but I felt, okay, let me go and bless them. And when we went, I went, sorry, you know, the service was going on and he had done one or two sessions, and he wanted to introduce me and all that. But I stood behind the pulpit, you know, very, you know, great place. I, I, I had this, I had no release in myself. But I, I, I knew I was ministering, but it was more of the letter than the spirit. Are you, are you, I don't know, are you, are you here with me? I, I, I knew something within me because even be, I couldn't even... Finished and then he said, it's like he was trying to belittle, he literally belittled, you know, because of who he was. When I finished, all right, then I finished about 5, 10, 15 minutes into the preaching. It's like he just wanted, I'm in control here. You know, like he, he was a good man. That was a good word. And the people were receiving, but my, the people were really receiving. Yes, hallelujah, praise and all that. Kind of, but within me, there was something that was not. I don't know how to communicate that with you. Amen. And when I finished and I stepped out of the place, it's like head clearly. Son, I told you not to step, to step there. And that was the end anyway of that man of God's, you know, ministry. Not after I preached. I'm not there. But I'm saying that was because he had come to a place whereby I think certain things were happening that God, I don't know. I can't say much about that. But that was, a, we don't hear of the man of God's ministry Either, even in this country or internationally or look, I don't know even what is happening to him now. Hallelujah. But God spoke to my heart. I remember when I stepped out. It's a very big church. One of these traditional churches. When I stepped out and the Lord said, I told you not to step there. So I'm trying to let you understand that it's not everywhere we should be led by the Spirit of God. It's not everybody that comes near your, your door, your home, your ministry, your, your, your environment, your place, you know, your life, your whatever you play. We just... Talk about anything and everything to everybody. But it's not everybody that sows into your life. It doesn't matter who the person is. 
is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? We need the atmosphere. We need the right. And you need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And so this subject is important. It is a gift that is able to help discern. Amen. The gift of the, uh, the gift of the discern, discern, discerning of spirit helps you to discern not people. Please, what did I say? Not discern what? Not discern what? But to discern what? Spirits. Because if you don't like me, if my face doesn't match up with the face you want to see, say, I don't like him because of his face. No, it's because of that. The prophecy that he's giving is not of God. No, you are only looking at my face that you don't like. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? Amen? It is the Spirit of God. Being able, to being able to discern the Spirit of God, being able to discern the Spirit of the devil and the Spirit of man. Please, if you have heard me speaking this morning about the gift of the Word of Wisdom and the gift, gift of the Word of um, Knowledge, and please, you want to go home, let, don't let the devil deceive you because he's trying to let you not hear this so that he can continue to mess your life up. If you have sat down for that time, this time long, please spend these few minutes with me and let me finish this. Because he's just trying to tell you so that he can have an entrance into your mind, your life, and your ways. Please listen to this. Amen. It is a way of discerning spirits. The spirit of God, the spirit of the devil, and the spirit of man. The spirit helps you distinguish between these spirits. The Holy Spirit that is in you will help you to be able to distinguish between these spirits. Did you hear me? Because there are some people, as I've said, what comes out of them, it doesn't matter whether your, 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 your workmates or your, your neighbors or what have you, what they carry is not of God. Amen. We need to quickly expose those who enter into our midst with seducing and doctrines of the devil to harm the flock, harm our families, harm our communities, harm our, our, our environment, harm our neighborhood. We need to be quickly ready to expose that spirit. Apostle Peter did not mess up at all. When the revival was taking place, when God, the heart of the people, were, were giving and doing all sorts, and Ananias and Sapphira were trying to come and corn him, he was quickly... It's smart to say that this thing that you are doing, you are not lying to man, but you are lying to God and the Holy Spirit. And that stopped that because other than that, you know what was going to happen? It's a spirit. It was going to breed onto other people because if Ananias and Sapphira had managed to get away with it, it would have gone to other people and you see all the genuineness would have just gone down the drain. So please don't entertain that. And anytime you confront a spirit like that, it was, you know, it, it, it's, it, you, you face attacks. Oh, are you, are, you, are, you, are you here with me, church? We, we need to be very mindful of this. It is the on-site gift. <laughs> it is what I said, the on-site gift that detects the source and nature of any manifestation. I'm saying on-site because on, on rouse, it is on operation. That gift is on-site and really will let us know the source of what is operating through that individual or people or network, or whatever that it is, and the manifestations thereof. It's the on-site gift. It is always on-site to be able to reveal what it is. Some, it may not be when we are in church. Please listen to me. It may not just be when you are in church. Sometimes it may be whilst we are at home in a car, in a bus, in a tube, or even over the phone. He speaks, she speaks, they speak, and straight away you see, you sense that this spirit 
It may be the truth that they are saying that like the young girl, these are the people of God. Listen to them. But straight away, you should be able to detect that the spirit behind this is not of God. Sometimes some spirit will lure you into where they, you know, they are so that they can be able to confront you with the gates of hell. The decisions are the gates of hell, but you may not be able to detect it. It will sound so nice. Brethren, look, spirit, do you know where are spirits? And the spirit behind it and the atmosphere and like our services and everything, it may not just be words, but our actions and everything. There is spirits behind everything that even a gift, sometimes someone can give you a gift of guitar like that. But the spirit behind, you think it's just a guitar to play, but the spirit behind that gift is said that that will be the end of your ministry, the end of your life, the end of everything if you are not cautious. Oh, are you here with me? The gift operates at the time when the miracle or manifestation is taking place, not when it is finished. So that, because, and you, listen, the gift operates at the time. Oh, are you here with me? That's why I said it's an onset. Because I'm being cautious here. Because other than that, when you leave, it is very possible for you to go to begin to think through it, work through it, and in your mind begin to think this is this this is that, and begin to let it operate in your in your what do you call it? Your own reasoning and begin to attack it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm am I am I making sense? It is the onset at the time. Don't leave here when something has happened and you begin to say that, oh, this, that, and the other. You see, Peter said to the Lord, Lord, you're not going to Jerusalem. You're not going to die. You're not going to do this and that. The Lord sends it on sight at that time and says that, get behind me, Satan. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? It was an on sight thing that he spoke there and then, bam, it was gone. The young lady, the first time he might have spoken, maybe Apostle Paul couldn't get it. The second time, or third time, I don't know how many times, but when it came to a point whereby you, you know that what is happening is, you know, it is, uh, what is the English word? Um, I've preached for about one hour now. All my English is finished. Give me one word. You know, when it begins to irritate you, uh-huh. You see, when you laughed, all of a sudden I got it back. Amen. When, when, when it begins to irritate you, you know that this thing is, irritates the spirit of God that is within you. Apostle Paul just spoke to the girl, let it go. Hallelujah. Amen. In 2 Kings, write it down because time will not permit us to write. Uh, I wanted us to read this scripture. I wanted us to read the whole of 1 uh, Kings um, chapter 22 um, from verse 1 to 28. But please, I don't want us to because it is a long, because already you said you are tired. Amen. Amen. But it's all about 1 Kings chapter 22, from verse 1 to 28. I wrote down, I wrote down that we should read it, you know. <laughs> I wrote it down here, we should read it, but time will not permit me. But I wanted to show you in a way where when Syria, the people of God, and, and, and uh, 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 Syria and Jerusalem, there was a whole lot of things going on. And, you know, the prophets, now watch this, listen to this. The prophets had all gathered, and they were speaking and saying that God wanted us to, because already 
you know, they, they had agreed. You know, they had met together and they think that this is what God wants to do. This is what God is saying. You know how people, they gathered together and their own senses was pushing them to go ahead to do X, Y, Z. But then the man, the king didn't want Micaiah, it was his name, Micaiah also. He didn't want his, him to come and prophesy because it says anytime he speaks, he doesn't speak the word that I like. So he didn't want him to hear uh, he didn't want to hear what that prophet had to say. But the thing is that, you see, the prophet Micaiah had known that all that these prophets, the spirit behind that, as a matter of fact, there was a bit of the Lord released the spirit of lying. If you read it, you know, the Lord re re released that spirit because, you know, sometimes, brethren, if God is nudging you, nudging you, nudging you, and he said, you won't listen, you, li you listen, you expose yourself to that. Like what Saul, I think it was Saul who went, through a similar thing, isn't it? That spirit, you know, it takes hold of you because the Lord was ministering to this man and he wouldn't listen. And eventually, that spirit of lying took hold of him. And at the moment the spirit of lying took hold of him, Micaiah knew that what was controlling them was able to de descend and realize that it was the spirit of lying that was urging them to prophesy that kind of prophecies that they were releasing. Oh, come on, church. Are you here with me? So please, it's not anywhere and anything anybody picks up the phone. I feel the Lord is saying, did, 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 did. brethren, please cut the spirit. Discern it. Discern it and you know, stand, stand against what is not true. Second, um, second Thessalonians, please. Chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. Please, when you go home, go and read the first Thessalonians, uh, first Kings 22. All right? But let's read. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9 to 12, quickly. Let's all of us, so that you will get along. I know, you know, for some time now, on these series, I'm taking your time, but because I need to finish some things. Amen? Okay. The coming of a lawless one is according to the working of Satan. Let's go on. With all power. Oh, we didn't finish. Oh. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. Now, did you see that What Lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Brethren, this thing is happening. It says that, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but that pleasure in unrighteousness. As long as you want to be in the company of things that are of the enemy. God will send delusion among. And you always think you are right. You are doing the right thing. I'm saying the right thing. I'm doing whatever. God allows you to do that. Brethren, are you catching what I'm sharing with you? You need to be sensitive. Amen? So what is so important is that there is the spirit of the devil, the spirit of a demonic spirit. Yes, of course, the spirit of God. And there is a human spirit. Um, again, I don't write it down because of time. Genesis chapter 35 from verse 16 to 19. We all know the story. When Benjamin, was it Benjamin? Yeah, was, being, uh, was going to be born. You know what? The, the mother was trying to name uh, him as Ben Oni. Was it Ben Oni? I mean, you know, at that time, it was he, her spirit that was in agony. Oh, come on. Are you here with me? Because of what she was going through, her human spirit was released, I'm trying to teach you something here. Her human spirit was releasing a word over the son that was yet to be born because of her situation. Sometimes you can go through someone, someone's experience, someone's 
and, and, and life experiences or business experiences or what have you, because of the hurt, the, 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 the emotions and everything, they'll release you when you are going through the same thing. They'll release that thing over your, their human spirit and speak it over your life. It can be in their marriage. It can be in their finances. It can be in their health. Because when they were in, 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 in not well, they went through X, Y, Z. So the pain, the remembrance of it will just let them speak something. And if you're not very careful, you take it as if it's also yours. And you run your home, you run your life, you run your health, you run your business with that same spirit. And little do you know that you are heading towards nowhere than to hell uh, with, with it. Amen? But the man of God was seasoned enough and he was quick as a prophet to be able to say, Hey, this is not going to be Ben-Oni, but what? Benjamin. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen? So you need to be very careful. You need to be very, very careful. What is surrounding us, you know, it's, it's not what you and I, our eyes are seeing as it is. So what it is not is this. It is never, you don't go about saying, I have the gift of discernment. I have the gift of discernment. No, it is, it is not that. And it is um, also not a spiritual mind reading. What did I say? The gift of discernment of spirit is not a spiritual mind reading. It is not mental mind reading or psychological mind reading. Amen? Or trying to mentally penetrate into people's minds. Amen? It is not the power to find faults in people either. Amen? That is what I'm saying. It is not the gift. It's the gift of discernment of spirit, not human nature and character. Because you can, you, if you don't like somebody, straight away you think this is not of God. If you don't like somebody, you say, this is not of God. I don't like how the, 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 the what do you call it, uh, the, the, the choir leader wanted us to sing this particular song. So when he raised that song, I told you what happened in the U.S., isn't it? So that brought chaos. And at that point, you know, that was a demonic spirit at an operation. Total demonic. I don't like how the pastor preaches. So when he's not there, uh, I won't go to church or I won't preach. And when he, or I won't, um, anybody, or when the pastor uh, it's not there. Any other? Let me put it. There. Uh, that, uh, what I want to say is, if, if um, because I don't like this pastor. When that pastor is preaching, I won't listen. But when that pastor, you see, that is a demonic spirit in operation. Amen. When I don't, because you don't like the person. It, you see, you don't like the person, but it may, the person may be carrying God's word. Years ago, when I was just um, in this, in the high school, I, we used to go to a fellowship. There was a brother who had a very heavy tongue. And so, anytime when he's talking, he's ministering, teaching, you have to be very, very, um, what do you call it, attentive. And one of the days when it was announced that he was going to lead um, the Bible study, like the, the teaching, it, was, it wasn't easy because you knew that he has such a heavy tongue. And, uh, you know, he had, he, that was a disability. But then... I remember on my way, I was walking home and I said, Lord, I don't want the devil. You see, there was a flash. Satan is bad, you know. He flashed, oh, this brother, can you listen? Would you be able to understand what? But I prayed on my way. I said, no, no matter what, I want to sit and listen to this. That day, amazingly, that place, it was like God wasn't, we know God is a spirit, but as if God was himself there physical. Something happened. There was a tremendous breakthrough. Why? Because a lot of us went beyond the brother's physical disability and entered into a place whereby we were ready to let the Spirit of God do His work. 
Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? So it's not about how those things happen. Because you don't like that person, you say, ah, this is not God. It's not God because you don't like the person. You are treating that thing as a, an individual thing. It is not the spirit of God. It's because you don't like the person. Amen? You don't like the individual, and that is why you are behaving and doing what you are doing. You don't like the church. You don't like the pastor. You don't like the departmental head. And that is why it is not God. That is where Satan is at work. And this brings rebelliousness in many areas. Hallelujah. The spirit of rebelliousness because you feel I'm hearing God. Because I don't like him. I don't like her. I don't like them. I don't like how things are. And you see, because of what you like and you don't like, and you sometimes can congregate and speak, like choir members can speak, two people, three people can speak among themselves. We don't like this leader. When he sings, we won't give him our best. We won't go to church. We won't do this. And you see, that is a, that is a demonic spirit in operation. That is a spirit of the devil in operation, not God. Are you, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? We need to understand these things and call what God wants us to call and see what it is. When Satan is at work and when Satan is fighting the move and the agenda of God in your life, your health, your home, your marriage, our church, we need to be able to rise up and speak to it. That is Satan that has taken place and living in our hearts. Amen? So it is not, not, find, it's not, finding, it's not the power to find faults in people, and it's not discerning of character or faults. It is not, it, it is, it is not discerning people, but it is rather discerning spirit. There may be a, something that may not be okay in the spiritual realm of how the, the brother or sister or the church or the department, something, we need to address that, but it is not the people's character and the people's, you know, being. Amen? It is not discerning character or faults. It is not discerning people. But it is the spirit of discernment, the, the gift of the discernment of what? Of spirit. Oh, come on, church. Are you here with me? How do you operate in it? And then I'll sit down. It's two minutes. I'll finish. I, I, I promise. The need, number one, you have to develop sensitivity. Build up your spirit by ministering to the Lord. Create the atmosphere. So you see why on Friday we're praying about atmosphere. Amen. Amen. You create the atmosphere. The power to understand the spirit world should be made known. You should know the power to understand the spirit world. And be careful not to step outside biblical principles. As I talk about that. If I talk of spirit world before you realize you are entering into the Baha'i faith and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, all the uh, and conquer and uh, and uh, and conquer and enchantment and uh, all those places, amen. Don't step into those areas. Make sure you are within biblical what principles. Hallelujah, and you need to discern the voice of God and the importance of walking. Number four, the importance of walking under spiritual authority and covering, and this is very important. Lastly, we don't often. You see what Peter did? Oh, come on, church. Peter took authority upon himself and called Jesus and told him off because he thought that he, had, he knew better or he understood things better about some situation that Jesus shouldn't die. So he stepped out of line. Hallelujah. 
uh, the time, because you want to go home, time will not permit. I'll give you, I would have given you several instances. And I think this man of God does, every, every, every person has a gift. Um, watch my knee. I've said this since, since the inception of the church, that I will teach spiritual authority. He teaches so much about authority and covering. It doesn't matter what anointing that is upon you. If you're not ready to listen and be, it doesn't matter what is impressing on your, on your heart. If God says no, it is no. I've told you about John Bivier. Amen. If you just want to do what you want to do, remember that it's not God leading you. Because we can't have the spirit of God and the spirit of Satan working at the same place. It does not happen. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil loves to target those who are not properly covered. That is why when people begin to think they, think that they, are, they, they are better than their pastors, better than those in authority, better, you know, better than this. I'm, oh, I also speak my mind. I also pray about people. I also do whatever. But then be very watchful. You see, your human mind, your human intellect, your human spirit is telling you to do those things. But please judge it with the spirit of God if you are a true child of God. Because that is where there is an entrance of demonic spirits, and you may not be aware because they come as a foothold. And by the time you realize, they become a stronghold, and it will be difficult to break it because you will never see wrong in what you do and what you are saying and how you are operating. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? Amen? Did you hear that? Hallelujah. Now, I'm done. The devil or demonic spirits are looking to attack those who believe they do not have any symbol of authority over their lives. They believe that me too, I have it. Me too, I hate God. Me too, I know best. Even Jesus, when he came to the time for him to be baptized, he went to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, so no, this is your time. And you see, because he submitted to the authority of operation of God at the time, John the Baptist said that, ah, I am not worthy to untie your shoes. But he said that, no, John, at this time, me even being God, under the things that I have set in order, this, for me to be exhibited in the world and the power to come, it is time for me to submit me my authority and my godliness and who I am under your government at that time to be baptized. <laughs> Are you here with me? He said, I'm ready. He said, I'm not ready to untie your shoes. He says, no, you need to baptize me so that the word of God will be fulfilled. And when he did that, the heavens were opened. Hallelujah. Don't let us deceive ourselves. Under the anointing. Don't let us deceive ourselves with all sorts. If we don't understand these things, there will always be chaos wherever we are. A lot of churches are closed up. A lot of homes are in disarray. A lot of lives, a lot of ministries, a lot of giftings, a lot of callings have come to an end. It's simply because no one is prepared to listen. The church, I know I've taken your time about an hour and maybe 10 or 15 minutes or more. Monday says, what? More than that. Hallelujah. But I think it was needed for me to be able to finish these revelatory gifts. Hallelujah. I don't know whether it has blessed you, but I believe it has. Hallelujah. 
It will help you guide your life, guard your life, and protect yourself. Because there's so much out there. That I pray that this never happens and comes near your door. Hallelujah. And don't believe every spirit because it is quoting scripture. Don't believe every spirit because it is using Bibles. Shall we close our eyes? Not that we are afraid of anything, but we are closing our eyes in reverence to God. Hallelujah. Surround me, oh God. Surround me, oh Lord. Surround me, oh Lord. And let your presence fill this place and let your presence fill this place surround me dirty work for him. If only you allow him. But we want to excel in the right and the good things that God has called us to do. Sometimes I wonder if this young girl that Apostle Paul, but of course it was a spirit that had taken hold of her. They were getting the prophet. And she was being fronted to do what needed to be done. You see, 
Check your heart. Check your spirit. Check your life. Listen to me, child of God. This is not about Tower of Faith. It is not about Pastor Alfred. It's not about just anything. We are talking about God. You can't fight God. I can't fight God. We can't allow anything to happen in this house just in the name. But listen, God will rise up on behalf of his house and his people. And in your operation and receiving of these gifts, you should know how to be able to operate in them as well. You should know what they are so that others don't take you for granted. At the moment, there are messages on television, messages on the YouTubes, messages on the Spotify, messages in books and all sorts. The brethren, people like Derek Prince and co advocated for us to be watchful of the deception, especially in these last days. Although these things have been years past. There is a spirit of God at work. That also there is a spirit of the devil that is strongly at work. And it's fighting everything possible that is in the way of God. The Tower of Faith members test all spirit. It does not matter what it is. Test all spirit. And may the Lord grant us grace. In Jesus' name, amen.